0: Welcome to Maximum Desire Podcast, where we are all about creating strong, healthy, and loving relationships. I'm your host, Jeannie Morm. Now, in today's episode, I have a special treat for you. I had the honor of interviewing two incredible individuals and friends of mine, Dave and Nancy Audette, who have a powerful story to share with you about overcoming prostate cancer. Now, Dave faced the challenges of prostate cancer head on, and he emerged victorious. And since then, He's been inspiring many along the way. Now joining me in this conversation is my husband, Kurt. Now get ready to be inspired, informed, uplifted as we explore this remarkable story Now, if this is you, you've come to the right place. Now, let's get started.
1: Kurt and Jeannie, along with their guests Dave and Nancy, are not doctors and are not in the medical profession. Everything they said is from their own personal experience or their own research and talking with doctors. This podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.
0: Hi there. Good evening. We're going to introduce some... Fantastic friends of ours. Mm -hmm. It's Dave and Nancy. Dave, welcome. Thank you. You you are our
1: first guest on our podcast. Oh, so it's a privilege. Nancy?
2: Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. You
1: bet. We're excited to have you on and feel comfortable, relaxed. If you got some jokes, Dave, throw them in.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. no. We don't need Dave's jokes. (laughs) All
1: right. Okay. We've talked about prostate cancer on a radio show before, and we've had you two on. And it was amazing. And so we've wanted to get you on our podcast because I think it's a huge, important subject, prostate cancer, to talk about because a lot of people aren't talking about it. You guys know that. You've been doing some amazing stuff and helping people for years now to get them back focused and get some knowledge in their hands. And you guys have been through a lot and you've taught us a lot. So we want you to share your knowledge your wisdom your struggles and anything that you want to help amazingly we have people all around the world
0: and as Dave is thinking about this you have to jump in see ready. Right. see Dave I'm already jumping in yeah, yeah. give me just a second go ahead and uh-huh. then and then I'll sit back for the rest of the time but when we talk about prostate cancer with people they are extremely uncomfortable mm. and sure. the men don't even want to talk about it they'll like walk away Guys from don't me. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are so excited to have you on here. And we're going to do four episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be very specific on each one of those episodes. Mm -hmm. And the reason why for our listening audience is because we know it's an uncomfortable topic and couples may have difficult time talking with each other. We suggest you listen together, put play on for the podcast, sit back and listen, and hopefully educate yourself. And we'll take it from there.
1: And a great way to have a discussion between couples on this important topic. Nancy?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to say that we're happy to say that we are four years this mm. month cancer free. Praise right. God. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So wow. that's yep. that's major. My
3: doctor doesn't want to see me anymore
2: so <laughs> and I don't want to see him. So that's a good <laughs> that's thing. awesome Yeah, that's yep. a great that's so, a good thing. That's right.
1: awesome. Yep. So tell us a little bit and you guys can both chime in. Tell us a little bit about what is prostate cancer.
3: Prostate cancer is when It does attack the prostate and prostate gland. And that's located
2: kind of the sort of wraps around the bladder. The bladder sort of wraps around it. It's sort of connected to the bladder. So Mm -hmm. it's very instrumental in a man's manhood and his bladder and everything that has to do with his stuff going on down there, I guess. And
3: the urethra goes through it and what produces the semen. Yeah. So,
1: and you can say penis and okay. testicles yeah. and
2: okay.
3: uh, it affects a man in a lot of different ways. It affects him physically, hmm. but then there's the whole mental aspect of it.
2: But so. in, in terms of what PC is, it's obviously a buildup of abnormal cancer cells, just like it is anywhere in the body. but. A man should be tested after he's about 40 or 45 now for Mm -hmm. what they call his PSA, and that's the prostate-specific antigen. antigen. Mm -hmm. And normally a guy has, you know, should be around zero or one, but it gets a little higher as they age. Mm -hmm. But it's not so much the number as if it jumps up more than a half a point. Then they want to do a biopsy and check it out. However, for those of you listening to this, if you do get... Uh, PSA tests, make sure you do not have sex, don't ride a bike, don't sit in a chair for a long time, even airplane rides can do it, can artificially increase the PSA.
1: Boy, that's good to know. So
2: 48 hours prior to the PSA test, no ejaculation, no riding a bike, anything that's going to put pressure on the prostate.
1: Mm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, that's very
2: important. So if the PSA comes back high, then that warrants a biopsy, and they take anywhere from 10 to 14 pieces of the prostate out and examine it. And it can be found in one or none, one or all of them. It can be contained within the little core, they call it, or it could be spread. It can bleed over the edges, and then that's not good. In Dave's case, they took, I think, 12...
3: 12 cores. One of them was cancerous. cancerous. You know, and, and my core, doctor... Cores is a biopsy. Cores, cores yeah. That that, basically, out. That, was, that was far more painful... Than any surgery, really. Yeah, yeah, because you're awake in that, um. and they um, goes in and takes out cores, hmm. and they took out twelve. One of them had cancer cell in it, and my doctor but it was, was already, right. My doctor was up front, and he said, "Good news and bad news. The bad news is we found it in one core. Hmm. The good news is we only found it in one core." And it was contained
2: but, within the edges. That mean they could see clear edges, right, hmm. of that core around the cancer. Hmm. So, so
3: with that, you have options. It's like coloring
2: inside the lines.
3: A guy has an option. You know, he has several options. There's uh, you know, prostatectomy, which is what I chose to do, and had it removed robotically.
0: Can you explain what yeah.
3: that means for a listeners? Robotic surgery is essentially is a doctor manipulating a robot that hey, does that. You are essentially sitting at a 45-degree angle, head down, out, and... They go through and pull that out. And I I asked my doctor after I had the surgery, and I went back to see him the first time, was I asked, I said, how do you get a walnut through a straw? And he just looked (laughs) at me. He said, I don't get it. I said, well, everything I've read is the prostate's about the size of a walnut. And I I said, my penis is about the size (laughs) of a straw, so how'd you get it out? (laughs) So his response was, "We smash it up in there and then pull it out piece by piece." And I so there was it is. able
2: to actually operate the Da Vinci robotic really? machine huh? at health fair, uh-huh. and I not was, on Dave. Not on Dave. I had you doing with, Dave. I had you doing no, Dave. No 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 no, 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 no. I did not remove his prostate. But okay. I was at a health fair and I could do the um, the robotic. It was incredible. But was I was playing with rubber bands and pieces of candy, is you know, on a table six feet away was magnified just hundreds of times. It was. Incredible, but Mm. that's very precise, and so they want to make sure they spare the nerves, and the nerves is what affects a man's erections and bladder and all that after the surgery stuff. So it's very precise surgery to remove the prostate, and then they do a pathology and make sure it hasn't spread outside the prostate or into the lymph glands or whatever.
3: And then there's a couple of other options.
2: And oh yeah, go ahead.
1: So. Is there any way that you would know, besides doing the test, is there any way a man would know that he has prostate cancer? PSA. That's the only way.
2: Unless I think it's very advanced, then they might have leaking some problems yeah, the, the problems, problems or but, pain okay. like if it's enlarged or a cyst or a node yeah. or something on it it might cause him pain so there's there's not really a lot it just depends too. it's a very slow growing cancer but it depends on how far advanced it is but most men do not feel anything. That's you know. important to know. Um, and, and which right. That's it's,
1: why the test is so important. It absolutely,
3: absolutely. is. Because, you, yeah, you, you would not know until it's probably too late. Now,
2: mm-hmm. how a guy gets prostate cancer, it can be genetic. It can be, in Dave's case, most likely from Agent Orange, from being um, in Vietnam. Or it can just be the luck of the draw. There's yeah. not really any... Other than they say that if a man ejaculates three or four times a week, it will lower his risk of <laughs> prostate cancer. Do you cancer. hear that, guys? But I don't know if that's Whether it's true or
3: not, but, I, I, think I suggest it. Guys, <laughs> guys, guys, go with it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but with women who have
2: the BRCA1 gene that, where they have the high rate of ovarian and breast cancer, Um, If the BRCA1 gene is passed down, it manifests itself as prostate cancer in guys. So if you know a woman that has the BRCA1 gene and has had breast and or ovarian cancer and has sons, they certainly need to be tested, have their PSA tested starting at an early age. And that's the case
3: of my first wife had the BRCA1 gene. My sons could be carrying that gene. Uh And therefore, you know, they're now both over 35. They Mm -hmm. need to be tested Every five years, Mm -hmm. you know, now, whereas ordinarily, adult male, you wouldn't probably be checked until you're 45 or 50. Mm -hmm. They need to be checked more often. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Your wife passed away from... From ovarian cancer, cancer, right. So
3: that gene was in her sister's as well. So it very well could be in my son. So they really need to be on top of that.
1: Now, you had said the robotic is one treatment. Right. What else is it?
3: You can also do radiation. Okay. The reason I chose radiation no, is... No, you didn't choose radiation. The reason I did not choose, <laughs> thank you, you're uh-huh. welcome, is that once they do radiation, if in fact that cancer does come back, they won't go back in and do surgery. Okay. Because of the fear of the radiation. Well, well, no, because the radiation, radiation weakens books. the
2: walls between and, the bladder and it weakens some of the and muscles and walls and, and that, so they won't do the surgery.
1: So what would they do?
2: More radiation, yeah, I guess. More or just more
3: radiation. Right? There's also something where they put in a form of radiation where they put seeds in, mm-hmm. radioactive seeds, okay. in where they think it was based on the cores that they found you okay. know how many accords they had. Uh-huh. So,
2: and there's a new one out I think called proton proton therapy that only a few places in the United States do and I think Mayo Clinic is going to start doing it. It's a radiation that is more specific and really can target that yeah. area, but the machine itself is like three stories or six or I don't it's know, huge. it's huge, this huge machine. Wow. I think there's only like six in the country and it's yeah. very expensive. So that option mm. isn't available yeah. to most Everyone. people. Yeah. Right. But that is a new more accurate form of, of radiation. Mm. But I think another reason we didn't choose radiation is while the surgery has immediate side effects you know like the incontinence and impotence and whatever and we'll talk more the, about that. right yeah. the radiation has delayed side effects when you first have it you're thinking oh this is easy and great but the same side effects tend to show up two or three years later mm. so it's just a delayed reaction mm.
1: anyway. yeah because of the sensitive area where it's at a lot of people don't talk about it. a lot of guys don't talk about it right and you and i will talk more about that but
3: right and like i said it it's one that's easily treated well you know maybe not psychologically easily treated but it is medically pretty easily treated mm-hmm. but if you don't get the psa you're never going to know it right i can't say enough well, and that guys be tested the,
2: yeah. one of the reasons that it's up there in the statistics i believe is it's one of the slowest growing cancers but it's not if a man gets it it's more when he gets it and so if a guy is you know 80 years old chances are he has prostate cancer Hmm. because just almost every elderly man has prostate cancer Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everyone does but it's but I've read statistics it, it by the
1: time men are 90. They all have it. So then 99. they die and, yeah, you know, right. it adds to the statistics
2: yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, but it is a very, very slow growing. So there's also the option of what they call the waiting and seeing and mm-hmm. not doing anything. But then you have to be go through multiple biopsies and more, you know, frequent. Multiple PSAs tests, and, you know,
3: yeah, blood um, test. I chose not to do that because I didn't want to do a blood test every three months to, to see if the shoe is dropped. Yeah. Especially after having gone through cancer with my first wife for eleven years. Mm. Did not want to take a, a sit and wait attitude. Yeah. So that it's was my get option. Get it out. Yeah, that was my <laughs> option. That was my reasoning for it. Yeah. But if a guy does have that, to talk to a urologist, there are options. There are two, three, four options. So whatever the best choice is for them, but better they're making a choice of how to treat it rather than it be too late.
2: And I also recommend that they get at least two visits with a doctor. Talk to a surgeon, then talk to a guy who does radiation, and then obviously pick your best option that fits into your lifestyle and your world, but but get more than one opinion, that's what I was trying to say, and talk Mm -hmm. to more than one doctor. And going on with, with back to the surgery, it's only as successful as the doctor using that robotic machine the da vinci robot. So you want to pick a doctor who is highly experienced in that machine. Mm. You don't care what else he does, but if he uses that machine well, that's all you care about to get it out and not damage the nerves and right. and affect other parts of the body.
3: Yep. Without naming names, Nancy was not in love with my surgeon, but he was a <laughs> he was a younger guy that only trained on the da vinci robotic. Really? Was a so tech. Therefore, he was my guy. I, I yeah. thought if that's all he's ever used, and he's done thousands of these, then that's the guy I want right. to do. Yeah.
2: After the surgery, he had a catheter, and they had yeah. you up and walking. I think you spent one night in the hospital. Right. And they had you up and walking, and it's probably the first time in his life he had three women nurses looking under the bed covers at him and going. Oh,
3: honey. I was. Wa- he was like, Whoa! I had to get up and walk, you know, every hour and whatever. And I was walking down the. Uh, hallway and my Johnny and my bag hanging off my belt and a couple of ladies (laughs) walk by and I asked them if they liked my
2: first. <laughs> but anyway, you go home with a catheter, and so you have, the, you know, the guys have a catheter inside. Well, actually, prior to the surgery, one of the most important thing a guy can do is Kegel exercises, just mm. like women do. Mm. Do the Kegels, tighten that ass, and cut off the flow of urine when you pee, and use those Kegels to get those muscles strong, just like for a woman.
3: My doctor had me doing that for a month before, and even going to a physical therapist <laughs> so that she could make sure I was using those muscles correctly.
2: And then also he, they started him on daily Cialis to keep the blood flow going. But then after the surgery, you know, he was just around the house with the catheter. And, you know, then a week later they um, went to the doctor and they pulled the catheter out. And the doctor said it was really impressed. He hardly leaked at all. He said hmm. some guys like leak a gallon and Mm -hmm. he he was good about doing his kegels Mm -hmm. i can't impress how important it is to do the kegels before prostate cancer surgery
0: so dave when we're done with this could you teach me how to do (laughs) kegels (laughs) i don't do mine you and i need to get together okay okay i can can show you Uh,
2: um so and after that then it was just you know the healing from the surgery i think you were golfing six weeks later or something really four four weeks oh, later wow. and so the daily Cialis and they started him on, him on the pump therapy which is a vacuum pump because mm-hmm. if the penis doesn't get blood and oxygen in it it starts to atrophy and die within three months mm-hmm. so immediately after surgery when the catheter comes out you gotta start getting the blood flow and the oxygen into the penis so it stays alive what
0: what now? The penis, what? <laughs> dies? What, well, what, what, the I, reason why. I, the I, left I, left what does that I, look like? I, I, I got a visual. You don't want to see it. I'm like, I, oh my gosh. I, I, I'm i speechless here.
3: Jeannie, I, got, I have to tell you. The reason why Nancy knows so much about this is she thought our life sexually was over when I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is going to be another yeah. another segment. But yeah, so, I, yeah, I was scared. That's
3: why, and the internet is wonderful
1: mm-hmm.
3: and it's deadly too because mm-hmm. sometimes there's so much information right. that you can bombard yourself and you can't separate the wheat from the chaff from the good stuff and the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And we all focus on the bad stuff. Right? Uh, right? So uh, something just to keep in
1: mind. Yeah. Anything else before we end this session? I just could, want to
2: say that it's very important for guys, again, if they have prostate cancer, openly talk to their doctor to be proactive in their sexual health, get second opinions, and do the Kegels and do what they need to do to be healthy afterwards.
1: And would you guys say all men over 40, 45, even if they don't have history, do a Yeah, I think a they test? do.
3: And just not to prolong this portion, but the reason it came up for me as we get older, you want to keep up. I was doing testosterone Uh pellets. Mm -hmm. Testosterone will not cause Mm. prostate cancer. Mm. However, it can accelerate what might be going on in your body, which in fact is what happened my oh, right. whoa, P- whoa, whoa. My no,
2: wait, wait, wait. It, it can increase the PSA. It doesn't make the cancer grow faster. Exactly. It yeah. just so it just raised the PSA, erased
3: the PSA yeah. by over half a point, by eight-tenths of a point, uh-huh. which caused my primary care doctor to say, you need to take a look at this. It warrants going to a urologist. That's mm-hmm. why this all came about.
2: Right, yeah. and I But think it's, it's important exciting. to say uh, testosterone does not cause right. prostate cancer right. or make it grow faster. Right. That's exactly. important to know.
0: Yes. Yep. And I also want to say, too, because you were on testosterone, you were on a regular regimen of getting your blood tested, Absolutely. which is what caught that. Yeah. And a lot of men are not. Yeah. So they're not going in getting tested. Right. So and that and was... if you're on
3: testosterone and you're not getting regularly
0: tested blood, you need to be. do it. Mm-hmm. you absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. wow that was that's great. a lot huh that's we could keep going <laughs> couldn't we yeah so let's do that so let's end this session yep. and then we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back so we want to thank you for listening and we wish you the best sex ever thank you so much for tuning in to another insightful episode of maximum desire i hope you found this interview with dave and nancy audette on prostate cancer informative and valuable now if you have any questions or you wish to contact Dave and Nancy directly, feel free to reach out to them at ProstateHealth2024 at Outlook.com. Now to stay updated on future episodes and to show your support, don't forget to hit the follow button. And I would also greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review this episode below. For detailed information and additional resources, please refer to the show notes below. Thank you again for listening. Your support means the world to me. Now be sexy and have fun. Good night.